and welcome to Drunk Bitches in Politics, where bitches get drunk and talk politics. I'm Ray. I'm Mishy. And I'm Michelle, your host. Welcome, drunk de- delegates. Okay, so just FYI, I'm on my second glass of bourbon. Oh, boy. You've been cheating. Yeah, I have. I it's have. been one of them weeks. I, I started... 10 minutes before y'all got here. So that's how quickly I drank one glass. Um, it's been a week. What a week. It's been a week in news. It's been a week in my life. <laughs> all of that it's stuff. It's been all the things. All the things. Yes. Uh, but we have a shit ton to cover tonight. Shit ton. Um, I'm, a, I'm excited to talk about all of it because oh, yes. I feel like I love you guys and we used to spend way more time together than just potting. <laughs> Right? I know. Yeah. We lose our lives. And I'm like, bitches, stop the small talk. Let's get started. Because every time we talk, Michi goes, you're potting. Yes. <laughs> you're potting. We should be recording this. We you're potting. We started. <laughs> and I'm like, can we have a friendship again? No. She's like, oh my God. We, we had a great conversation a couple of weeks ago. And you're like, oh, we should have. Yeah, I do. <laughs> can't just that. talk anymore. <laughs> no. If it's not on the pot, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Yeah. So pits there, picks or didn't happen. It's like pot or it didn't, didn't happen. happen. No, totally. Yeah. Casual yeah. conversations are for the week. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Episode title. Who has casual conversations anymore? Who does that? Yeah. This <laughs> fucking important shit. So, um, so y'all know what I'm drinking. It's bourbon. It's actually Texas bourbon. It's Garrison Brothers. It's fucking phenomenal. I recommend anybody who wants to go grab a bottle. Mishy's had it as well. It's super with delicious. It's, it is the best bourbon that you can drink on the rocks. Nothing else added to it. Don't well, you dare still, add anything. There's still to time it. on my transition, and we'll throw some facts people's way. Okay. And where to find it and yeah. how much it is. Yeah. So we can take a picture of it and put it on the on our Facebook page mm-hmm. like that. But Mishy, what are y'all gonna be drinking? We're gonna be drinking. And I probably will take a little sip as well. You will take a little yeah. sip of this. Um, we're getting started today with a Malbec from Trapiche. It is said Trapiche Brocal Malbec. Is that French? It could be French. Oh. Oh. It, is, it is a 2016. Ooh, it's an age. Vintage. Yes, honey. And this was donated by our super drunk delegate, Leo. Oh, Thank you, Leo. We love you, Leo. It was part of the group of bottles that he sent last time. So we were just waiting for you to come back in town so we can try this out. And it is coming in. This bottle is about eighteen ninety nine. I don't believe where mm-hmm. he said he got it. So it's like a twenty dollar bottle. And you guys know that. I hope by now that you know that Malbec is a full body red wine, right? Right? Do you know that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Hundred percent. Fucking liars. <laughs> I know it's a full-bodied red. I just don't know what that means in terms of alcohol content. It, well, it's going to be a little bit on the high. It's 14.3. Bitch, <laughs> let me turn my damn bottle around. And because We were uh, supposed to let her do this segment without us interrupting. Right, guys. So that means that basically it sits right there in a comfortable spot between like a Bordeaux blend and a Cabernet Sauvignon. And like maybe a, a Syrah. So okay. we're in that okay. vicinity of wines. And this particular bottle is going to be, when we pour it, you're going to see that it's going to be ruby red. Uh, it's going to have that purple hue color that we love. And it is said to have aromas of fresh red and black fruits. 
some floral notes, which will be interesting to see how those mm. come through, and some earthy minerals. So this is the first time that I've had an earthy mineral note in a wine, and I'm interested to see how like that comes silver? through. Like silver? Like ore? Like what earthy. is earthy I don't know. minerals? Like dust? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out. Dust of gold. Yes, honey. <laughs> so I know that when it has earthy minerals, it's because of the type of container it was that aged is in. in. Right. That's all doing with that. But, and so it's also said to have an elegant touch of smoke. This is really interesting. Mm. An elegant like, Oh, that makes me want a cigarette. Ooh. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be rich. It's going to be spicy on the palate. And it'll have a pleasant finish. So, does anybody want to guess our ALC? Well, she said 14.3. I already said 14.3. Okay. I'm going 13.7. Okay, but I told you that this was a bolder red one. I know, but then when I go higher, then I feel like you think I went too It's bold. like you don't even fucking try. <laughs> that, you, that you know that that's your usual guess, and mine's 14.3. Because so. I, I used to go higher, because I'm like, I want something at 15. <laughs> Start drinking the whiskey. Okay, yeah, I'm drinking 14.1. Okay, you're close because it's 14% clean. So, okay. ah, there you go. You got it. Shouldn't have made a guess because Michelle would have been closer to give her mm-hmm. one. I for said 13.8. Okay, we ready? Yes, pop that shit. All right, here we go. Oh, come on, baby. <laughs> Break those biceps. Oh my god. Sure. Your- <laughs> 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 <sighs> I had to work for that one. Your chin was trembling. It was. Oh, I think we yes. need our old um, wine opener. It's back. good. Did you hear it, that pop? It was it sexy. Okay. Okay. Yes, look at that purple red hue color. That's pretty. Super pretty. Pretty pretty. Oh, I can wish us. We need to. Ooh, just FYI, Ray. To, I'm thinking of this out loud. We need to, we so we need to we get do. with our wonderful drunk Miss Dawn. Dawn. Um, and ask her, Dawn, if you're listening. Very bold, very spicy, very delicious. Good choice, Leo. This is a good one. And I know Leo said that this was his to-go bottle for Malbec, I believe. This is a really good choice. Super yummy. Spi- it, it hits the throat, honey. It, it does. It hits the throat. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Super yummy. Oh, we're going to get oh, lit. We're going to get lit. <laughs> Well, you're going to need to be lit. Y'all. You're going to want to be lit. Yes. That's why I'm already kind of half lit. Yes, honey. And if you're at home, grab grab the whatever you're drinking that has alcohol in it. Grab the rubbing alcohol, the Listerine, (laughs) the gasoline, whatever is your vice. Your Med Dog 2020, your whiskey. Grab all of that shit. We're about to get into it. Yes. We are going to start off with... um, an update from Ray on impeachment in- inquiry, trial, like everything all... is intermingled, but everything related to the impeachment inquiry. Yes. Go ahead and yeah. exhaust my fucking brain. Right okay. Away. <laughs> so where where are we as of now? Oh my gosh. Is Trump in jail yet? <laughs> I don't think so. We're getting but close. You know what? We're getting close and anything could have happened since I left the house. <laughs> It's been like a he tweeted a thousand thing. times. Exactly. Oh, y'all, 
From the drive from work to here. We're living on the edge, baby. (laughs) Never know. Might wake up tomorrow and be in a full-blown dictatorship. Never know. Democracy's dying. Who knows? Yes. I know, right? So the big thing that was happening in impeachment news today was that former U.S. ambassador to the Ukraine, Marie Ivanovich, told lawmakers at a closed-door deposition that she was removed from her position because of pressure from none other than the orange man, yes. President Donald Trump, and what she describes as, quote, unfounded and false claims, unquote, mm. about her. Mm. And we yes. talked about her last week we did. for those who tuned in. We did. We touched on her just a little bit. Um, and I was listening to uh, an NPR was talking about her and her time that she has served our country. Yeah. She yeah. is a career diplomat. Served she, under Republicans and Democrats alike. Yes. She was appointed by Obama. Um, she didn't buy her, her diplomacy. No, she didn't buy she her did appointments not. like some she people buy not. their appointments, right? By mm-hmm. donating or whatever. Correct. She Usually. has served in, I can't remember which country, um, but it was a country in Africa, in Moscow, and in the Ukraine. And she's also the daughter of an immigrant. Her parent, mm-hmm. you know, she comes by her ties to the Ukraine because that's mm-hmm. where her family is from. Mm-hmm. You know, so this is, I, I got to think that this is, that's even more hurtful. I know. To I was, be, was going to say, you this, know, this has got, to really be, I'm sure yeah. bothering is, a, yes, is, is a understatement. downplaying yes. yes, what she's probably feeling. And during her prepared remarks, she said, quote, with respect to Mayor Giuliani, I've had only minimal contacts with him, a total of three that I recall. None related to the events at issue. I do not know Mr. Giuliani's motives for attacking me, but individuals who have been named in the press as contacts of Mr. Giuliani may well have believed that their personal financial ambitions were stymied by our anti-corruption policy. Interesting. Yes. Right? Because he's saying that, yeah. Obviously, I mean, he's trying to throw her under the bus. Yes. Yeah. He totally is. Um, and, <clears throat> you know, all of this, all this stuff he just intermingles. Bus. He is the fucking is boss. The bus. And you know the thing is, is Trump actually tried to block her testimony. Oh, you don't say. Yeah, that's so unlike him. I know. <laughs> yeah. What? I know. He, the Trump White House and State Department had directed her not to attend. And according to a statement from three Democratic committee chairmen, Trump will impeach. What? Never. <laughs> Never. Not the president. Yeah. And so the committee chairman had to actually issue a subpoena to compel her to testify because, I mean, she wanted to, but she's getting blocked. You know, what is she going to do? It's just the spirit of compelling it to show up and, <laughs> and good. give that testimony. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So we don't know what One of the best movie scenes ever, (laughs) ever. Pulp Fiction, right? You know it. Yes. Yes. I do. I do. Doesn't your husband have it memorized? Oh, he's so much of it. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh Uh-huh. So does mine. Or, you know. Great movie to watch when you're like 10. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Not judging you. Okay, so in addition to that, we have also, this also happened today, Friday, where there was a letter that had been signed by a bipartisan list of 27 former foreign services and national security officials. They called on Secretary of State Mike Pompeo to defend and support former U.S. Ambassador Jovanovich. 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 What am I trying to say? 
Italian chick from Italy. I was totally fucking with her. You, you messed with me. I was doing good. I was good with my pronunciation. Because you were doing your Russian thing. I'm I know. So, I'm She's your mama bitch in here. You That's next. Not doing a Boston accent. Doing your Boston accent. Yovanovich. <laughs> Which is like Ray's... Yovanovich parked the car. Anytime Ray does an accent that's above the Mason-Dixon line, <laughs> it's that fucking accent. It all, all kind of blurs Always. together. <laughs> Always. Uh, so, slight that tangent. Sorry. For anyone that knows me, um, my mom is from Boston. And when you hear stories about Mama Hartman... They are always told with her accent. A Bostonian accent. Yes. So when I tell Michi and Michelle that, hey, I heard from my mom today, and she said, you girls did a good job on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And that's exactly how it sounds, because you can't say a story without her accent. She's the best. Hi, Mama Hartman. Hi, Mama Hartman. Hi. Not that we didn't give everybody Hey, Mama, hey. I'm all right. Alright. Oh, oh, where was I going? Okay. okay. So um <laughs> Yeah, so this group a- sent a letter asking for Pompeo to defend Yovanovich. The letter stated Yovanovich's performance and leadership have been exemplary. Quote, we are particularly concerned by President Trump's reporting statements that she that internal quote, mm-hmm. she's going to go through some things, end quote. Such language could be interpreted as a threat of some kind. End quote. And the letter writers ask that, quote, such language in the broader attack on Ambassador Yovanovitch, 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 what the fuck? <laughs> Emphasis on the wrong just syllable. Do it, just do it the Boston accent. Emphasis like on the wrong syllable. The Boston on the wrong syllable. It's from a movie I saw where they were talking about someone was doing something and he, he said you had the emphasis on the, the wrong, wrong syllable. syllable. I remember that. I don't know who it was, but... Uh, it sounds like a Will Ferrell movie. View it's, from the Top. Who view from the Top. It's is a it, flight attendant's movie. It's with, uh, with, uh, Mark Ruffalo was in it. With, um, with what's her face, Goop, crazy yes, chick. Yes, Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow, yeah. God, her tangents are going to be all over the place. She is the goop crazy she the chick. Goop. She's the goop yeah. bitch. The goop yeah. bitch. Yeah. Um, but yes, so they asked that those attacks be um, condemned unequivocally by Pompeo. So we've got that aspect. There are more testimonies to come, though. So in case you were like, oh, all the good stuff is over. No. It never no, 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 ends. No. This is the investigation that never ends. We also have U.S. Ambassador to the European Union, Gordon Sondland. He will be appearing on Thursday, and Democrats have also scheduled depositions next week with Deputy Assistant Secretary of State George Kent and State Department Counselor Ulrich Breckbull. And what are these people testifying about? Don't know. Just all the shit. All the Ukraine-related shit. shit. Okay. Yes. Because supposedly they knew about it, or they had do insight not know. to it. We, I do not we know. We don't know. They're we just part of this. State. All. Okay. Yeah. They're just part of that department. So they're yes. being called to testify to see if they do. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> and this is kind of... So tense. what you're telling me is he's not in jail yet. He's Trump. not in jail yet. <laughs> but here's something interesting. Rudy Giuliani's not in jail yet. <laughs> well, no, he's not. He's close. He's close. Okay. And um, Trump is starting to almost kind of pull a Mariah Carey, you know, with Ooh, the whole, like, I don't, I don't know, know her. her. <laughs> So he was, Trump was asked by CNN's Pamela Brown, 
if Giuliani was still his attorney? And he said, I don't know. <gasps> oh! But he said he spoke with Giuliani briefly on Thursday and said he was a good lawyer. So okay, so that's a good that's a good okay. question. That's a good question to ask him. But can I can I ask something of all the other reporters in the fucking world? Can you not ask not just Trump, the orange man, but anybody mm-hmm. else? Just because somebody takes a picture with somebody does not mean that they know them personally. Let's quit trying to equate the fact that you took a picture with somebody because he did he does have status even before he was POTUS. Yes, right? he was absolutely. He had fame. Good or bad, he had fame. He took pictures with a million fucking people that he never knew. Quit trying to make that. Exactly. A point. Do your fucking research, reporter. Like, there's better things to ask somebody than, well, you were in a picture with them. Right. I have pictures from, like, my high school and college days. I'm like, I don't know who those people are. Well, not just that. And we look like we're having the best fucking time. Well, not just that. (laughs) Beto. If we get into some shit, Beto, you're going to go down. Because (laughs) I got pictures with you. Y'all got pictures with them. Yeah. Mishy, you got so many pictures of Wendy Davis. She's really going down if this podcast is. But Wendy does know her. (laughs) Okay, that's different. Yeah. But I doubt I met Rick Springfield. (laughs) And have a picture with him. Exactly. She writes me emails and and I love you, XOXO. Humble brag. I love her. I do too. I do too. Go, Wendy. Um, so yeah, I just saying like, just do a better job reporters. Yeah. That's all. That's my rant. Yes. Rant. Rant over. <laughs> okay. Rant so over. that's the latest lowdown on the impeachment inquiry. Okay. But ma'am. So we have hearings next week. Well, okay. Oh, but wait. ma'am. Okay. I keep asking. But ma'am. Yes. You forgot one very important fact about this here impeachment okay. inquiry. Okay. Okay. Our very own homegrown Texas homeboy, Rick Perry has been subpoenaed. Wait, did I miss that? Yes, ma'am. There's so much news. He, oh, my God. He has been subpoenaed. Dancing with the stars star, Rick Perry. Fumagana, <laughs> a Teddy's here, Texas, is being subpoenaed by the Democrats to come and talk. Because, you know, the president's throwing him under the bus, just like he's doing everybody else. Pence, all of them. In a minute, he's not going to know <laughs> him. He won't. So... He is being subpoenaed based off of that phone call because now there is some little things in the background that are stating that Rick Perry encouraged Trump to make the phone call. Um, well, Trump's throwing him under the bus. Totally. Trump is throwing him under the bus. So that's coming up. And he's got his own shit going on because he recently, he's going to be leaving in case you guys didn't know that. Oh, yeah. He's oh, vacating yeah, he's, his position. That's right. Yes. And it's all... Excuse me. And it was all a result of all of this shit. So yeah. we're, we're going to get to see our, our homie, the homeboy. Uh, uh, you, you're a little bit too young to remember this, but I remember some of the, the nicknames going around called him Governor Goodhair. <laughs> Do you remember this? He's a complete dipshit, but he is one attractive man. He is. One attractive man. Oh, so. I think he's scumbag. Oh, he's oh, a scumbag. He's a Have you scumbag. seen him eat a corn no, dog? No, but I'm just... So I don't, I don't find him... Have you seen him eat a corn dog? Straight on. <clears throat> well, so anyway, there are rumors, but oh, I'm not knocking him for those things. I'm you didn't know either, did you? No, Michelle? what? What? There's about rumors Rick Perry about his sexuality. Yeah. Oh, I've never heard of that. I have not heard that. Hmm. Which? Yeah. Look, if you are, you are. We, no, I'm just. We don't saying have a problem that, with it. Well, unless you're unless you're voting to against, because yes. I would have a huge 
problem. With I would that. have a huge yeah, problem unless with you're, that. Unless you're voting against, um, and you know, just living age, in no your baby. whole white male privilege and like, oh no. Oh baby. yeah, he's had a lover for years. <gasps> is that true? Are we? You are, are we, gonna get us? Are we? Are is we this breaking news? I mean, I don't have proof. I'm just saying that. I mean, I don't have pictures or anything, but I think that Russia does. I think that's probably. It is. It is. That is interesting. So. Just whenever you see any of these um, um, senators, you know, House representatives, cabinet members, whatever, like Lindsey Graham, bowing down to the orange man when two, three years ago, they would have never done anything. So think about it for a second. What could be on? Right? What What could be? Oh, what could, yes. Right? So Karen and, and I had this conversation always. this week. Karen, shout out to you. She was like, she feels that he has dirt on all of them. Yes. You were saying that last week. Yeah, and I'm not saying that it was just because they're maybe, they have a, a, they're having a secret homosexual love affair. It could be just any love affair or it could just be anything, right? It could be taxes. It could be money involved. Anything. It doesn't always have to be sexual, but usually it is in some form or fashion. Oh, that makes sense. Listen, I am like... Consensual, non consensual, like. For I am a strong ally of the LGBTQIA plus community. Yeah. I love my peeps. But if you are out there secretly doing things to harm people, and then, which we're not saying Rick Perry is, but no. like, if that were the fact, that would be some shit. And it wouldn't be the first time. People, who was the other guy that had, that it happened to very recently? Who came out of the closet? And I can't think of who because it happens so frequently so with frequently. Republican governors, senators, and congressmen. Yeah, because they get to live up to that, you know, bask in their white male privilege, and then and the rules don't apply to them for anything, right? Let so alone any laws like this. Right. Right. So no, I mean, they're that's 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 the rumor in Austin. Or you could just join the fight for people to just live their yeah. truth and help yeah. us get right. shit done. Instead of like harming other people while you live your best life, yeah. If that's and it the could case. be that that Rick is you know protecting lover. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I'm, I mean I'm not uh-huh. joking there. Like it could be because it, it supposedly this that is, could be true. This is that a relationship that's been going on for decades. Is he married? Well, it would explain yeah. the clown. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> if we have, if we have any listeners that are in Austin, which I know we do, um, that have lived in Austin or in the Austin area for a long, long time, you probably know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that's some tea, ain't it, right? Oh, <laughs> bitch. You got the exclusive of Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that gossip juice. All right. Come here for all your needs. Exactly. The news. So all this talk about the tinfoil hats got me thinking. Mm. What you if thinking? If you would like your very own tinfoil hat, my crafty ass will make you one. Oh! Ooh! I will. Where's oh, mine? First, look. I need one, because y'all know well, how tinfoil no, this, hat we're I We're trying am. to get... We're Look, trying to incentivize well, the listeners. I know. Listeners, if you would like your but very own. Um, hatty person. You are. Know. You are. I may get yours a tinfoil crown. Is it time for a Patreon? <laughs> no, it's not a Patreon. What it will be, it will be a merch. Look, Patreon takes some of our money too. This will be a merch. Oh, merch. Oh. Yes. It will okay. be a very grassroots merch. Are we, are we launching a merch we store are, right we're, now? We're slowly launching a Bitch, merch just, store. Come on, sis. Okay. Yes. Oh my so, god, I love all it. Right. Will we sign it? I don't know. Yes, we on will. On the inside so they can have it. Yeah. Okay, so listeners, you comment on a lot of Facebook stuff. Y'all talk Mishy's ear off at the job. At <laughs> the job. If the JLB. If you are interested in some kind of merch, let us know. Message us 
on Facebook, on the Twitter, because we are trying to do a little bit more there. We haven't been the best. <laughs> We're trying so to do the sorry. tweets. We're yeah. trying. Uh, email us at drunkbepolitics at gmail.com. Grab us on the street. Knock on our doors. You know us. Message we will us try on working on some different merch ideas, but we need to know what you would like. Yeah. So I think the tinfoil hat can crafty. be funny. Ray is super crafty. I will I will vouch for that. I'm sure Missy mm-hmm. can as well. She's yes. super crafty. Yes. So she's and you, if not, I know some crafty. You have people. more crafty in your pinky than I do in my entire Thank life. You. Yeah, like I was telling her, I was like, crafting is not my idea of a good time. Oh, no, it's me neither. Nice. Yeah. I like to sit and not do things. <laughs> just, right. Y'all drink. I'll be over here with a, a glue gun and some needles. <laughs> okay, so sorry. Didn't mean to yeah, get us off on right. that. But yeah, let Ooh. us know if you want something like that. Okay. Are we done? Um, is it everybody's I think input that covers on impeachment the impeachment. Because I want to, I want to like switch the topic to a more, it's not, I wouldn't call it lighthearted, but it was just the most, I would just say the most ridiculous thing that happened this week. I think. And maybe that becomes my new segment since last week I talked about Elizabeth Warren being like the, the, the new BDSM candidate. Right. The most ridiculous thing that happened this week is, is, is George Bush and Ellen. I wouldn't dub yeah. it the most ridiculous. She's got some competition. But, well, but I would say ridiculous as in the fact of it's it's just funny. It's it funny, is. haha. It doesn't. It's funny how it became such a massive story. When is we what have it so is. much other shit going on, yes. like fucking people are dying, and we're worried about who Ellen is sitting next to at a fucking but football game. I have a different perspective on that, ladies, and what? I disagree with y'all on that. And for the people who are at home that know me. Know that I love me some W, honey. Do. W is the so best. you sit next to him at a football game? I, I probably would. And I'd probably <laughs> reach down into my purse and offer him one of my church mitts. Because I love me some W. Now ask me why. Why? Because he's a complete fucking moron. And I don't know you wanna why. You want to have a beer with him? I just want to have a... There's, he's a war criminal. He's one of the mm-hmm. worst presidents that we've ever had in this... There's, until, until now. now. Until now. <laughs> he's got some competition. Yeah. I don't like this dude with his policies or any of that shit, but he is just so adorably oblivious to the fact that the only reason why he ended up in the Oval Office because of his daddy. Because of his daddy. He he had a legacy and a pedigree, honey. And that's the only reason why he ended up in there, probably graduated from Yale with like a two point one and probably Magna Cum Barely. <laughs> Magna Cum Barely. <laughs> My brother-in-law says he graduated magna cum barely. Don't know if he was well, either. He, everything is because of his daddy. He didn't fight in Vietnam because of his daddy. Mm. Right? He was like doing cocaine and fucking hookers. And then he graduated from Yale because of his daddy. He became governor of Texas because of his Which, daddy. Which, hey, I'm he not was, here to yuck anyone's yum. Yeah. You know, you we call them sex workers now. Do we? Yes, we do. Okay. Because apparently hookers. Oh. So, which is which is cool. Hey. It's, and she works hard for the money. I'm not so, dogging him. I'm so not hard on just, We're just pull, yeah. pull, support the business. Do your thing. But yeah, you're right. Everything that he's gotten is just as a result of all of the privilege that he's his whole from being governor to it, it's just a Ugh. path that was like yeah. the real politician okay. in that family is Jeb Bush. Shut your mouth. Okay, so tell me why you you didn't like. Ellen sitting next to him? I did. It's not that I, I didn't was... like it. I felt that I didn't appreciate Ellen's double down. And Leo and I had a conversation about this, which at some point, Leo is going to have to come on the podcast so y'all can just hear how fabulous he is. Okay. Because uh, I keep mentioning him. Um, 
one of the things we had a discussion about is that it would be different, you know, if Ellen just like was like, hey, I live my life. I'm not a representative of anyone's community. This is just who I am. But she has very clearly stated that she is a representative of this community. And for her to double down on the fact without doing any explanation about why she... Because she didn't just say that she sat next to him. She said they're friends. Yes. And that was troubling to me because personally for me, we can't be friends if your beliefs are rooted in my oppression. And George Bush is one of the most anti-LGBTQIA presidents of all time. He blocked every form of legislation that we've ever had to try to advance the cause so we can have marriage equality, so we can have just gay rights and he was a staunch he was against it so i just don't understand either you're using the the term friend loosely or it's just that like then don't represent a community who's has much less privilege than you and we were talking about this that like coming out is very much a privilege for most people who are able to come out and celebrate with the rainbow and the flags and all of that for some people coming out means losing Every support system you've ever had. Yeah. Not knowing if you're going to be able to talk to your mom next week. Or if your dad is ever going to want to know you as a son or a daughter or otherwise. So it's a very difficult spot to be in. So if you're representing this community to say, well, he's my friend. Okay. So I I actually didn't get that feeling. I know she used that term. Yeah. But I didn't get the feeling that he's on her list when she has her birthday party. Well, she said that they're actually really great friends. But I they, I don't think those were her words, really great Th- friends. Those I think she were said her, we're friends. She said we're friends. So the term friend, right. unless... When you said she used it loosely, I think she was using it loosely. And I don't I don't know. I liked her message of, if I said be kind, I said be kind to everybody. I meant be kind to everybody, even if you have different beliefs. And, and also, do we know that George W. still believes that today? I know he blocked... He hasn't said otherwise. Here's the thing. Because Barack Obama also didn't do, I mean, he ran his, I mean, he said marriage is between a man and woman. So did Hillary. And he. And they later came out as he was president. He came out in support of gay marriage. But he was in the beginning. But George Bush hasn't been president. So he hasn't had that platform. But he also has a platform to do the work now. If that is where he is, right? Like he has that platform to do that, to come out and say, oh, hey. You know, this is where I was missing. For God's sakes, fucking Jimmy Carter is out there building houses with a busted eye and a broken neck. George W. Put the fucking paints down. Come out here. If you have evolved on this issue and let people know because you got a good back and you're still strong, let us know that you have evolved. But if you don't let us know, we're not going to know. And the thing about it is that, like, it bothers me because Ellen is very much a woman of privilege. Ellen had the privilege of coming out on national television. That doesn't happen to everybody. Yeah. And she has the cocoon of Hollywood, which is one of the most accepting places okay. to be a gay person. No, 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 no. You need to she take a step everything. back with that. She lost everything. She, when her show came out, so there was a she long did. time. She did, but let's not not acknowledge the fact that being able to tell your story in a public platform like that is a privilege. When there are people who come out and are actually homeless at the end of the day. It's true. And but that's the difference of being a celebrity versus not being a celebrity. But I mean there's a lot of things celebrities you, get to do that regular people don't get to do. Right. So that's a privilege. Okay. Of having that celebrity, right? Of right. Under, like Ellen never had to go homeless because she came out. And if you're going to stand here and be a representative of a community, like I said, I'm good if Ellen says, look, I don't represent anybody. I do me. 
But that's not who she is. Yeah. She's touted as being one of the leaders of this cause, right? And what hearing from a lot of people in the community, because I am an ally, that what was most heartbreaking was, yeah. first of all, don't speak for us if you're doing this type of shit. It's the same thing I was saying last week on the podcast when I was like, yeah, black people are tired of being told to forgive. Gay people are tired of being told to be friends with their oppressors. Like, let's just mm-hmm. hug it out. Let's just be cool. You're in a different text bracket. You can afford that. At the end of the day, Ellen, you can buy a whole city where you don't have to deal with anybody. But you know what? The rest of the people who are part of your community live under different circumstances. And there's a little bit of accountability there that I think that she should have had that I don't feel was had. Um, it'll be this, it's like the same thing. If you're going out there and you're representing black people and you're representing black rights and you're like, we should all love, we should be forgiving. People are going to cut your thoughts off because people are tired of being told to love their oppressors into liking them. And that's where I feel like she kind of went left there because she does very much have the image of like, you know, being a leader in this community. A lot of people were let down by that. And she does. I don't know. I just, I, my <clears throat> thing is, I think it was blown out of proportion. I, I honestly do. And, and Mish, you know that I, I don't know. I just think them sitting beside each other at a football game and the Dallas Cowboys suites. Yeah. That doesn't aside bother from, me as aside much. Aside from all of her uh, privilege and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I watched her, um, uh, monologue, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I didn't get the feeling that her and George Bush were like super great best friends, blah, 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 Those blah. were her words, though. She and said that they were friends. and they, that, But they were friends. But yeah. I didn't get the idea when she said that, that they hung out every weekend. I got the feeling that her and Portia were sitting next to him in the suite. They had some laughs. It was cool. They've probably seen each other in mm-hmm. other things because they both have money and fame and all the, when all those people gather in the same, right. you know, dinners and parties and all that stuff together. I don't have, I don't have the but feeling see, that him and Laura are going over to her house with Portia and having a barbecue. I would have I think given that, that you, a, a, I would have really, given you that if she didn't double down. Because she where doubled down. Double down though. Where she's she when said, she said we are friends. Like you know, I don't know if the term there's friends degrees will, the friendship again. So though, let's. I think I think that's and I think that's where our difference is. You were mm-hmm. taking that as they're we're were really like super good, good friends, friends. and, and I was taking it, it as, as we're friendly. I, and I guess there comes <laughs> yes. there comes a difference that if, there's a difference if in we have interpretation dis- of the word friend to distinguish the difference between an acquaintance and a friend because I feel like a friend for me the word friend is very loaded. I don't call anybody my friend. Okay, well, maybe um, Ellen does. And but she didn't clarify that, and I still but why feel... why should she have to? Like, and, are we really And that's getting, fine. Are we really getting that fucking, like, uh, I, so precise? Because that kind of shit, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, that kind of shit is the shit that tears us apart. And I feel you, and I'm not going to... That's why we lose every fucking time. We and lose I will, constantly. I will let you have the friend thing. That's fine. She can have that. But then to say... To people, when I said be kind to everybody, I mean be kind. I have no responsibility to be kind to a person whose work is rooted in my oppression. Okay, but you know what? She feels that she does, and that is her way through. That is she is kind to everyone. Totally, that's it. So when, but she's also a leader of a community. You guys, like, no one asked you to come out and say that you're going to be leading this community. And when you're going to be a leader and you represent a community. There's some accountability. You're taking this cause on and you're going to be the face of it. So if you choose that life, then you should be able to be held accountable for things that you do that hurt the movement. So, but maybe her 
way, mm-hmm. right? Because again, we don't know if George W. has changed his mind. First of all, he, he might shit. Okay, okay, but I, and I'll give that to you. Okay, I don't, I don't actually require him to say shit. I don't. He's he doesn't have any public office right now. He's not getting votes for anything. I guess here's my point: is that this may be her way. That she knows whether he's changed his mind or not. Again, we don't know because he hasn't come out in public. I know you would like for him, if he has, to be more vocal about that. But maybe this is Ellen's way of, when she says, be kind to everyone, that's her way of showing people that her and Portia are just like every other couple. And and, and I'm just speaking it's bad wording, but it's like you're it is. It's terrible normalizing. Bad I know, you. but for lack of better words, she normalizes being gay. And so by doing that, and, and she does that, that in every aspect yes. of her life. And I'm not saying that that is what she's doing. Right. But maybe that is the way that she does it. And she doesn't, ex- I don't think she would expect you to be friends with your oppressor. I don't. I honestly don't. But maybe for her, but, that is the way to get through to him. But do and you maybe s- that happened 10 <clears throat> years ago. But do you see how everything that you're doing is you giving her the benefit of the doubt? She didn't say any of that shit. And what I said is exactly what she said. So there's nothing we can do. Again, I think it's a I think it's, it's a not even just the word. word. It's not even really just the we're friends part. It's okay. demanding that people be kind to their oppressors. And when I say be kind to everybody, I mean be kind. No, bitch. I don't have to do no, shit. No, and I think, again, I think you're reading into it. I don't think she's demanding people to do it. It's a suggestion. She says, when, when I, I say, say when be I kind say to be everyone, kind, I mean, I mean be kind. So I don't think she, I don't think she's forcing that on you. Like okay, she's, she's just saying, when I, when I say be kind and be kind to everyone, that's what I would like. I don't feel like she's, she's making you do that. But that or, was, that was a response to criticism that she'd gotten from people about this, and, and a yeah. lot of people in the community, like I said, I'm not part of the community, but these, there are people who are in the community who have this quarrel. And I had I had <clears throat> conversations with people in that community, and they thought that the people bashing Ellen were fucking off, like out of their minds. So it, it depends. Like so I, when, my friends who are in the LGBT community were like, oh my God, why are they making such a big fuss about Ellen? Because they all love her. They like knew what she was doing. Oh yeah, and she does great work. But I think it's multifaceted when we talk about this because... There are even, which Ellen as well is in this bracket, of people who are part of the community who have privilege. Yeah. And so I, there are people who are like, oh, yeah, that's great. But how much privilege do you have while you're saying that? Yeah. Because there are people who are like, oh, my God, this is so scary to me. Because when George Bush was president, I was living in the shadows and I was afraid. Yeah. And I was afraid of not having a system of support. I was afraid I was a person of color and I had all of these things going for right. me. Not everybody can live under the shadow of going out into the world and being assumed to be a cis white woman or a cis white male, all of that. So it's multifaceted. And I just think that when we decide that we're going to be leaders and we're going to lead a particular community, that we have to be held accountable when certain things that we do are harmful. And I'm not saying Ellen is not free to have the friends that she wants to have, but her response was what particularly stung to me, given her track record. I felt that she owed more than to say, this criticism of George Bush is not good. I have to just be friends. Let's be friends. Let's be kind to one. I felt like she owed the community more of an explanation about what she meant. And, of I will, and I will clarify with you um, that the the people that I spoke to that were in the LGBTQ community was a mixture. 
of privileged, right? Mm-hmm. That privilege, it didn't hurt their income, it didn't mm-hmm. hurt their uh, family Social status, status or, uh, any of that. Yeah. to somebody whose dad never speaks to them ever right, right. since they mm-hmm. were 15. Right. So it was that community that came back to me and was like, it's that one thing. And, and I think one of the responses to me was because... There's so much other shit going on right now. Well, we can walk and chew gum at the so, same damn time. I, not, and I'm not just talking about just the impeachment, just Syria, just tar- like, yeah. they were just like, I just don't think that this is the thing that we need to be um, fighting for. We talked about the town halls. I know we don't have time tonight to cover them the completely, yeah. but the LGBTQ town halls, right? They're like, that's, that's who I want to see. Right. Is speaking right. about our community and what they're going to do for us. What Ellen and George Bush are doing in in the fucking Cowboys suite or whatever was it Cowboys? <laughs> I think it was the Cowboys. Cowboys. Okay. Yeah, they're Cowboys. They're like, team. I don't give She's a shit not about that. Cowboys That's, fan. And that actually came from from a friend of mine that mm-hmm. is you would not consider privileged mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. That said, I don't give a fuck what they're talking about. I want to know what somebody's elected and has a and has a vote is going to do. Right. And that and, was just their point of view. And, and thing, that's cool. Let me finish because I haven't had really chimed in much. <laughs> I know. Sorry. No, it's been it. all me and Missy. I know. Y'all too fighting and shit. But um, my thing is that sometimes, you know, there's an advertising thing, a campaign that sometimes a cigar, cigar is just a cigar. It's not always a sexual innuendo. Mm, and I think... It always makes me think of one. I know. But <laughs> in this case... Sometimes two people just going to watch a football game together is nothing more than two people going to watch a football game together. It doesn't all have to be, everything doesn't have to be a representative of the struggle or everything. I can't. That I was mean, Trey, Cow- Trey Crowder's uh, point. Okay. Because he said, how many times have you gone to a hick wedding? Right? And I can say that because I've been to one. Yes. And sit beside, you know, so-and-so's daddy-in-law that was just awful, right? Yes. And you're like, oh my God, I just want to get home. I just want to get home. They're so awful because you know, if you do anything, you're going to ruin that bride's Oh, uh, that's such right. a false equivalent. But also, like, you guys. Okay, but I, I I'm just saying, just, what he, that's, that was his I know, thing. And, 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 and it's and a false equivalent. It was false and blah, blah, blah. blah. Hello, wine. You're saying and it they is don't a have false the status equivalency, and, yeah. right? It is, but some, but you <clears throat> cannot. Everything cannot constantly be about the struggle because it's not for everybody. But you don't get no, to say stop. that. That's, you know, it's you're not part of the struggle. You can okay, say that. Maybe not that particular struggle, but I'm saying struggles in general. Okay, so you, as a black woman who's an immigrant, do you make sure that every piece of clothing you buy from is a company that is kind to immigrants? No. Make sure every place you go to, you know your ass eating some Chick-fil-A. I do too. That is... So, oh, but we all eat Chick-fil-A. We all eat Chick-fil-A. All of those are false equivalences because at no point in time was I ever in elected office and was responsible for blocking legislation. And you know what? Neither is Ellen. No, but George Bush is, and she's okay. telling people that they should be kind to their oppressors. And she's no, not. She's she is. Kind and that's people. what people. It's she's the, saying be kind to people, and she is kind to him. And that is great, but that doesn't excuse her as a person who should have accountability as a leader to tell people who are oppressed to be to be good to their oppressors. Like you can love George Bush all you want, he's still gonna be a bigoted boy from West Texas who blocked mm-hmm. anti m anti LGBTQ uh who. My God, I'm so I'm who blocked any sort of civil rights for LGBTQIA people. It is not there. There are people who cannot be removed from their struggle. There are people who get to pack up the struggle and, Obama and put it in the cabinet too. and put Obama, it up. 
Obama but, did too for a long time. Yes, he did, and that's great. But when we passed the Marriage Equality Act, who was the, at the forefront of that? He was, and if he'd been right. elected 10 years prior, he probably wouldn't have. And guess who's still doing the work, and though he's not in the office right now? Barack Obama is still at that forefront, and he's and still see, talking a, about those issues. But in that case, I think it's different, because Obama, at his core, is an activist. And he will always be an activist at his heart. But all of these... Trump, all George these, Trump? Oh, my God. Trump. That is a Freudian slip. Wow. That was actually one. pretty awesome. George Trump. We're George fucking... So all of this is just pushed. excuses. All, all I want from Ellen is, as an activist, as a leader, as a person who was looked at as a leader, be conscious of the things that you do that might hurt your community. That goes for everybody who was part of any activism circle, anything like that. If you take that label on, sis... You need to sit at the table and be held accountable for the things that you do. And I don't particularly think Ellen enjoyed it, which I wouldn't either. If I want to go to a fucking football game and people come after me, I'm going to be upset. But I'm not leading anybody's community. So accountability matters. Words mean things, guys. Okay. We'll agree to disagree. I think this one's This is the first one. To. We'll just have to. <laughs> <sighs> Y'all, that is some why. Y'all stress me out. Oh, my God. You know what? Are you ready to go to the bourbon yet, Missy? Yeah, I might be. <laughs> So we're gonna take a break real quick. We'll be right back. Ooh, yes. I need to. I need to go outside. Calm it's down. Warm. Are you warm? I got warm heat all of a sudden. She got heated. <laughs> so oh my god. I I had no idea that Michelle and I were going to agree to disagree. <laughs> I loved it though because that's what we do. Yes. That's how good. we do. Yes. Right. That's good. Right. You do you boo. I do me boo. Yes. Right? We we talk about it and yeah. we. Yes. And then we click glasses and I love her. She loves And they fought it out by the pool, so it's all good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And we're still dry, so okay. <laughs> there goes that. Right, nobody was thrown in. <laughs> nobody was thrown in. Just just give us another full hour. Dis- we'll we'll probably full disclosure. <laughs> nobody threw anybody in. <laughs> And and the conversation like went on to that. Yes. And I'm sure it will go even further. It'll go yes. further. We'll yeah. we'll be having this disagreement for a while. Yeah. But here we go. Um I thought it was a lighthearted thing. I, it turned out to be a little bit more serious. Yeah. Which is fine with me. I love that stuff. Yeah. Um so moving on to a little bit more the Syria Turkey Kurds conflict. Because it's not Invasion a war conflict. Yet. Conflict is a good word. Yeah. Um of well Turkey on Syria. Right. Right? Um, definitely. I don't even know if they, if American people, because it, it, it takes a lot for even me to look at what's happening over there and, right, and right because <clears throat> of our lives here. So even with the, even with, yeah, even with the horrible, in any country, worn torn, worn torn country, mm-hmm. when I look at the mothers crying over husbands crying over, they can't find their, their loved ones. Mm-hmm. It, I'm just like, is that even happening right? And it happens every day. For some, for that area of the, I don't. Well, I don't know if we're gonna get to World War Three or whatever. But one of the things that's very dis- the world, and I, I'm gonna just kind of like go over it for the people because one of the things I've noticed that a lot of people why this moral and why this is so fucked up. It's more than just like he's saying oops out, getting killed. Like right. It's more to it than we it's have more a- to. It's, there's more to it than just the Turkey Syria battle conflict. <clears throat> right. The whole world should be involved in this especially us but we're not especially us especially because of the fact that the Kurd, we owe the kurds for a lot of things so i will kind of break it down because a lot of people okay don't really know what it is about they keep hearing about it but they're like where does the conflict stem from 
what is all of this that's going on? So I'll just kind of break it down so that people at home can have an So the Kurds are a small population in the southeastern part of Turkey. They're considered stateless. Okay. And Turkey actually looks at them as terrorists. So they consider them terrorists. I've heard that in their own country. thrown out a lot this week. Right. So Turkey considers these stateless Kurds to be terrorists. But they're a key ally to us in the fight against ISIS. And when I say they, I mean the Kurds. They're an ally to us against the fight against ISIS. And they are the most loyal ally that we have faced. (laughs) Yes. Just to go back just a smidge further back in the history, Mm -hmm. um, in the Dallas area, um, right after, during Saddam Hussein, Iraq, he wanted to eliminate and kill. And so these people were uprooted, um, and a large number of them ended up in the Dallas area. Mm -hmm. I remember it's been about 25 years that... There were, um, relative, it's relatively, but a huge population. So it's sad to hear these people that have been displaced get called terrorists. Right. You know. right. And, and, and part of that's propaganda. Part right. of that's propaganda. And then so the well, Kurds. I wonder if, um, what's the, uh, Cambridge? Cambridge propag- Analytics. Yeah. <laughs> Cambridge Analytica. I'm just Analytica. saying, like, are they behind some of this propaganda? Oh, no. Because that's all, that's all they have to do is, you know, is spell the word terrorist against any group right. and it makes everybody go oh well then definitely oh my god well yeah you should invade and kill and da 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 right mm-hmm. so again they're the most loyal ally that we have in that region and they actually helped us by fighting ISIS and eventually kicking them out of that region capturing some of them in what is known as okay. the Kurds um, that so the Kurds that they have in Turkey which are in the part of southeastern Turkey are different from the Kurds who are in the northeastern part of Syria, who are our allies. And historically, the United States has tried to separate the two to say, hey, the Kurds in northeastern Syria, they're the ones that are actually helping us out, eradicate, you know, ISIS and all this activity that is going on. They have done a great job. And they basically fought on our behalf for that cause, gave up men and women, and we, that's the whole reason why Donald Trump was able to go out there and say, we beat them badly, we won, but really, truly, mm. <laughs> they did the work, to right. be fair. So, in December, this stems back to December, with Trump saying that the United States is not going to be fighting wars on behalf of anybody, or all, any kinds, any type of that stuff where they're going to be entangled in endless wars, or mm-hmm. that's this whole thing, that we're not going to be doing that, we're not going to be spending the money, or whatever. So... Everybody pay their fair share in the UN, blah, 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 blah. Right, right, right. And to that point, Turkey is also an ally of the United States. Mm -hmm. It is a NATO ally and has been for a very long time, which is also an important relationship. So the best way to explain this, picture like those two friends that you have that you know that if you leave the room, they're going to cut each other. And you're... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that you are, I have no idea what you're talking about. You have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> and so we, the United States, are that friend that's sitting in the middle going, hey, don't pull out your knife. Don't pull out the machete. Nobody's going to cut anybody's neck off today. <laughs> and we're the one that's sitting in the middle that's been stopping that because they're both our allies and we both need them on our side. Uh-huh. And we don't need them fucking killing you. That's the whole gist right. of it. In December, Trump ordered about... 2,000 troops out immediately out of the northern Syria part that we were talking about. 
And it ended up being such a big deal that there was some bipartisan outrage, but I don't think people really were paying attention because it wasn't that big of a deal at that time, um, that he was like all of a sudden going, we're pulling out today, right now. Because the, the way that he said it, he was just like, yeah, we're done. We're going. Everybody pack up and go home. And all his advisors had advised him very strongly to keep troops in there. I mean, everybody was talking like, this is a bad idea. Like, there was bipartisan outrage over him saying we're going to take Even Lindsey Graham yes. was against him. But this was way back in December before people even thought okay. that this, he was actually okay. going to okay. do okay. this. Okay. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People were like, what the fuck are you doing? This is crazy. And Yeah, because <clears throat> maybe he's not even really a good businessman. Nor is he a good negotiator. Nor should he be making decisions. And he is trash at uh, the trash. worst. The fucking worst. Basura. Basura. So oh, he yes. he wakes up and he goes, you know what? We're gonna pull out O2K troops out of this region. And basically, those troops, if you're asking yourself, well, why were they there in the first place? They were the ones that were keeping the civility and basically making sure that turmoil doesn't happen between the Kurds. They're the barrier. Mm -hmm. They're the friend going, hey, none kill each other. And against the advice of all of his advisors, he decides to do this. And it, because of that bipartisan outrage, people were so outraged. But one of the people who was super outraged by this was the Secretary of Defense at that time, Jim Mattis. And if you will remember, Jim Mattis resigned and said, and I quote, you have the right to have a secretary of defense whose views are better aligned with yours, which we all know is corporate speak for bitch. You own one. You own some other shit. I'm not sticking around for this. I'm out of this motherfucker. You mean this ship is sinking and I'm getting on a lifeboat and I'm getting out of this bitch. I'm not going to be held responsible <laughs> right. for all your fuck shit. Right. And that's just corporate speak. When someone tells you you need somebody who is better aligned with your vision, Miss bitch, you done fucked up and I'm not sitting around yeah. to, to listen to anything that you have going on. And so what ended up happening was the the Defense Department and the military aides kind of got into cahoots to kind of operate behind this president's back because everyone was like, this is fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. So they decided, which thank God for having people who are in places who understand how democracy works, that they know that our president is trash but are trying in the background to super glue and stitch and spit on democracy and slap it back together as much as they can, which breaks my heart. But they're doing everything. They're doing anything that they can. So they decided that they're... they're doing a macaroni yeah. like portrait of their parents. And just they like, they're, they're putting tape on there. They're sewing it up, putting glue, trying to hold the shit together. They're using Elmer's glue instead of like the Gorilla Glue. They're doing what they can. <laughs> they don't have any Mod Pods. No. <laughs> the men and women are doing what they can. So behind his back, they just decided that they're going to... Move about just a thousand troops, which is about half of what we have. And that they're going to do it very slowly to the point where maybe no one really kind of notices what's going on. That they're going to move this thousand troops and they're just kind of pause there and hope that this 1,000 troops would suffice to stabilize the region without anything else going on on the outside. And leave, leaving that those troops there on the ground... And so Trump goes on the news. You guys remember this press conference. It's like, we don't need ice. We don't need to be there anymore. 
We beat ISIS. We beat them so badly. We don't need to be in Syria anymore. I don't mm. know if you guys remember that. Yes. Which was basically us taking credit for the work that the Kurds had done. Right. Like all of this work was this done was by the his Kurds. Mission accomplished. Right. And so his justifications were like, oh, so we're we're leaving. We're doing all of that. So fast forward to this past Sunday, which was like what the eighth, the seventh, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Erdogan. I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Geez, a Turkish name. Erdogan, maybe is his name, which is the president of Turkey, gets on a phone call. God, these phone calls are fucking killing us. <laughs> he gets on a phone call with Trump, and he basically says, hey, dude, so I'm going to fucking invade Syria like I've been planning on doing for, like, the longest time. And then Donald is like, you do you, boo. It's cool. Fuck oh, it up there. And so that happened, and which led us to the tweets where Trump was like, what, you just want to build another hotel? Like, I feel like that's what he hears, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It, when somebody says that, because he doesn't give a fucking shit about anybody uh-huh. except himself. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? So he hears, oh, you're going to build another hotel. Like that, I, that's always what I felt like he hears. Like, he doesn't hear that I'm actually going to invade, people are going to die, I'm going to kill them. Which is what they've been trying to do for a long time. I'm waging war. So basically, this is like that other friend coming to you and going, I've been in a room and civil enough with this bitch, but now I'm finna cut her fucking jugular off. And then you're going, I'm cool with that. So that's what happened here, right? So they have this this phone call and this happened. And then what people are speculating happened in this phone call is that as an incentive... The Turkish president was Erdogan, if I pronounced that correctly. People are speculating that he promised Trump, hey, Erdogan. 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 Okay. Erdogan. That he said, look, you don't even have to worry about having the curls around because we can take care of this shit. Like, you you want ISIS taken care of? We can pick up where the curls leave, where the curls left. You're going to be fine. We have a handle on it. Which is not true because Turkey has had trouble stabilizing their mm-hmm. own terrorism issues in Turkey, let alone to come all the way over here to Syria and tell us they're going to have a handle on ISIS. That's not, yeah, it's not going to happen. It's a fucking lie. It is a means to an end to slaughter an entire group. Of- and Trump like, cool, let's do it. So what's, what's very fucked up about this is that one, Turkey does not have the capacity to take care of the ISIS. They did. They would have taken care of home first, and then they would have been. I was going to say it would already be taken care of. Right. So they don't have the capacity to do that. But an effort for Trump to say, "Oh shit, we found somebody else who's going to do it. They're going to pay for it. We're out of it. We're doing great work. They're outsourcing. They're outsourcing, which is no, because what's going to end up happening now is that ISIS is going to be emboldened. They're going to move right on back in, mm-hmm. which puts the Kurds in a very difficult position. Not only are they going to have to fight an emboldened group of ISIS, they're going to have to fight Turkey as well. And we're nowhere to be found to help them out. And they have helped us eradicate ISIS in this region. And it's kind of fucked up. One. Or ISIS is going to recruit. Right. But I mean, this is a huge recruiting tool. At the the very least, they're going to become super fucking active again in a region where they were like, it's not safe for us to go over there. Let's stay out of it. They're going to start recruiting Kurds. Right. I mean, Absolutely. I mean, I why wouldn't they? I mean, that would be the smart marketing thing. Because might, they're being they might right, pushed out, oppressed. Yeah. and Who, right. right. You never know. They may not even label themselves as ISIS when they approach people. Mm-hmm. Right? So. 
This will definitely embolden ISIS to come back into the region and it's definitely going to be unstable. And the whole thing is fucked up in the simple sense that moving forward, as far as foreign policy goes, who will really want to be allies with us after this? Like who will enter into a relationship with us and trust us? Right. Because it's going to end up being a situation where like, well, you know, you fuck up. You know, you see what they did to the Kurds. They're going to let you come in. They're going to get you get slaughtered. Our word means nothing. Right. Exactly. Guess. Everybody will be like, U.S., these hoes ain't loyal. Like, right. Exactly. <laughs> it's true. Because we're, that's, yeah. that is exactly the reputation that we're establishing here is that we can't be trusted. We're, it's, it's one thing to fight for the oppressed. Yeah. But it's one thing. To have people fight your battles for you, and then you're you basically not only abandon them, but you basically roll out the red carpet for the person who wants to come in and slaughter them. And unfortunately, though, the, when I think about the things that are so important, unfortunately, there's and y'all just a large population of people that they their lives are so discombobulated um, with with whether it's care work. Hey, GM, it's the last, it's the last union. Mm -hmm. All of these things that when they look at international conflicts or whatever, Mm -hmm. they they don't give a shit about that. So it it is important. Oh yeah. Absolutely important. Right. How does the world see us? And then, but it's not only that for, and if anyone feels that way, it's kind of a miseducation because the whole point of us going over there and fighting against ISIS is so they don't come to the front door. So now... With did this you just court, George W. Half-heartedly. Did I half-heartedly? You fight him over uh, there so they don't come. <laughs> so we have to fight him here. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> because that's what's Her happening. Boom. We. Mm, yeah. I know that we feel like we we're that beacon no, of democracy. I, no, and we I think sit it's at the important. Top. I'm just yeah. saying that I don't know that everybody is paying attention. Is pay, pay, pay I agree with you. To that, no, to that you're kind of absolutely. Stuff. Correct. I didn't always. Right. right? Because right. you worry about. Food on the table. The immediate needs. Yes, right? We don't realize what that kind of, what those kind of conflicts do to our statuses on the world front, but what it also does to Right. And how it hits us in so many different ways. It's almost like blissful ignorance because we have, no matter how we disagree with the politics, we've always been solid on foreign policy. We've never been this weak before. Because this isn't just like, oh, it's going to happen over there. It's not going to affect us. Oh, yeah, it is. Because by emboldening ISIS, you're bringing them back into operation and, and we have no State Department. We, Our FBI right. is very no, slim. Our CIA shit. is slim. We become very vulnerable. Yes. So it makes us very vulnerable. And for the most part, the way that government works is that you make allies with people. You strengthen them and their weaknesses. They strengthen you and your weaknesses just so that you can have people take care of the things you don't that they're better equipped to take care of right that you're not necessarily are good at yeah. and our state department right now is running on four people in a tin can <laughs> right they like just it's a three-wheeled vehicle <laughs> they're running together with tin cans and string <laughs> it's basically a flintstones car at this point it's running on feet that's what it is. They don't even have Dino. They don't. They don't fucking have wheels. The fourth wheels like got the sparks. It's a square. The fourth wheel is a square. And so it is a <laughs> it is a really awful time to destabilize a region in Syria where we have done a good where the Kurds I said uh, to correct myself, where the Kurds have done a really good job of helping us eradicate any ISIS activity. 
Kurdish officials responded by saying, quote, Our brave men and women with the Syrian Democratic Forces have just won a historic victory over the ISIS caliphate, a victory announced by President Trump and celebrated across the world. To abandon us now would be... They're, they're, bracing, they're, they're bracing for genocide, for slaughter. And they're not equipped to be able to fight Turkey and ISIS at the same time. Right. But what did Ivanka, what was her last tweet? Well, Ivanka's tweet I mean, that she then deleted. That this, that, that, that this presidency and the family is not a complete abomination of our entire... Yeah. She says, thank you, Prime Minister Erdogan, for joining us yesterday to celebrate the launch of hashtag Trump Towers. Which is in Turkey. Which, yeah, yeah. And Turkey's invading Syria. Put the fucking puzzle pieces together. Exactly. It's all this business. This is That's, all... The entire presidency is a business scam. It is It is a way for him... Always has been. Always, always will, be. will be. And for the people who... He, still- he's got to pay Putin back. The people who support this presidency and tout this president as being one of the best businessmen, okay, yeah, great. He's getting deals done. He's building a tower in Turkey, of which he doesn't even fucking own the towers because he had to sell his name. Right. And he doesn't own a majority of that no. shit. This puts all of our national security at danger. So this is no longer just your president doing a business deal. He's doing a business deal at your cost. Right. If that's if we want to look at it that way, uh-huh. but he absolutely is. one of the things that is super frustrating for me is that for something that is is as sensitive as this particular issue right here of having two allies, one wanting to eradicate the other ally and one having been a lot helpful to you, and you being that liaison of making sure these two people don't fucking kill each other, is watching this president basically announce all of his foreign policy streams of consciousness on Twitter. And that shit is so frustrating to me. It's like, you no longer have to wait for a White House briefing because you know what? Twitter has all the fucking exclusives. It does. Uh, you go If you want to know what the fucking president is thinking, don't wait until tomorrow's 8 o'clock yeah. White House briefing. Bitch, go on Twitter at 2 a.m. in the morning because your president is sitting on the toilet telling you what he's getting ready to do to fuck up some shit tomorrow. Or just watch Fox and Friends. Because whatever they are talking about, in, right? well, Fox and Friends or Sean Hannity, because whatever the story is about is what Trump is going to tweet uh-huh. about, which uh-huh. is what they were going to report about the next day. And so this is when this, Jesus, this tweet came out, which I'm going to read to you with a straight face. I'm going to try. Donald Trump goes on Twitter and says, and this is at on October 7th at 1038 a.m., because this is now... After all of this bipartisan pushback, because I mean, even the Republicans at this point are like, this is fucked up. Mitt Romney came out and he was like, this is fucked up. Like, everybody mm-hmm. is like, we cannot do this. This is really bad because now. Yeah, Lindsey Graham chimed Lindsey in. Graham. Yeah, everyone, really because in. now, when you've got the president's like cheerleaders mm-hmm. going against him, it's oh, because. Do you see Lindsey in a cheerleading outfit? I, I can't. I can't. I totally can't. <laughs> It is not we don't have to be aggressive, y'all. That's when you need to be scared. You yeah, need to be very exactly. fucking scared because if they're scared, bitch, you got 20 more reasons to be fucking scared mm-hmm. if they're scared. Mm-hmm. So your president went on Twitter and said, no, my president, trying to kind of walk this shit back, mm-hmm. which is now he realizes because all he watches all of the social media spaces to see what people are saying so that he can respond accordingly. As I have stated strongly before, and just to reiterate, if Turkey does anything that I, in my great and unmatched wisdom, 
considered to be off limits, I will totally destroy and obliterate the economy of Turkey. I've done it before. They must, with Europe and others, watch over the captured ISIS fighters and families. The U.S. has done far more than anyone could have ever expected, including the capture of 100% of the ISIS caliphate. It is time now for others in the region, some of great wealth, to protect their own territory. The USA is great. I have another quote that sounds very similar to that. Do not arouse the wrath of the great and powerful Oz. I said come back to <laughs> In my great and unmatched wisdom, who the fuck do you think you are? Like, who do you... If those don't sound like the words of a dictator, I'm telling y'all. I come from a dictatorship. From Mugabe. A that is from Mugabe's he, book. No, he demanded that he be called his excellence, Robert Mugabe. So I know the birthings of a mm-hmm. dictatorship when I see one. This is a man who wants nothing more than to be worshipped by his subject. This, but this, we're not built like that. This is not the country that we live in. And I just, I couldn't believe that he went on here to say that. And first of all, the United States didn't do any of that work. The Kurds did that work. They know the region. They know how things function in that region. They were more equipped. They did the work for us so that we could get on the national stage and brag. And the best we could offer them is basically a slaughterhouse. You're right. They got sold out for a tra- t- for Trump Tower. He don't even own really Trump Towers. But he got his name. And he'll yeah. make money from it. Oh, yeah. And that's all it boiled down to. All that stuff happened on the same time. The whole thing is pretty sick. And now, basically, like because I said. Because that is what dictators do. That's what they right? do. Because they Look they out for become, number one. They become leaders of countries. Uh-huh. They say, lead, put leader In quotes. Um, only facilitate monetary. Oh, absolutely. That, that, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? So that is exactly what he's doing. And that, I agree with you. It mirrors a dictatorship. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Because that's exactly what they do. Is they absolutely. use that office of power and 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 also the yeah, rich right. yeah and, and everybody talks and if, and if you if you're out there and you still can't see the russian the fact that he owes him for years and years in money because nobody in america would for money yeah was it a bank again air quotes right <laughs> bank <laughs> yeah uh but he owes him all of this right. is tied back to that every single bit of it and i just one of the things that I like that's so funny to me, it kind of gives me hope a little bit, is that I get to watch kind of like people hold Donald Trump accountable in these comments. I don't know if he reads the comments, but I hope to oh, yeah. God. Some of the tweet backs are, are, they're, are phenomenal. They're so fucking hilarious. And it's like, I these are the little heroes in our world who get, who have this little platform that they have. To stick it to this fucker the best way that they have. And I just wanted to read like two or three okay. of them. Give me, the, um, give me the the wittiest comebacks. So there's one person replied and they said, oh boy, we've gone full Final Fantasy villain on this one. Uh, <laughs> and um, one guy who was a Trump supporter responded and said, you guys need to learn about sarcasm. And then one person responded and said, if you think that was sarcasm, I've got a bridge I'd like to sell you. And I got some oceanfront property in Arizona. Whatever his Twitter handle is, I'll I'll I'll. Tw- 
And one guy responded and said, honestly, guys, if he was a doctor and tweeted this, would you let this man operate on you? <laughs> exactly. Would you let him perform brain surgery on would you? Would you let him invest your money or teach your kids to fly an airplane? He's Dr. Death. And somebody would you res- let him fly the airplane that you're on? <laughs> and somebody responded and said, I wouldn't even let that motherfucker wash my car. <laughs> he is not cooking my fries. So it's it's just... I shout out to you guys in the comments that have this like little platform and you get to stick it to this guy. And I really appreciate it because it's just not a good number of people who are holding this guy accountable, even if it's all in jokes. But, you know, sometimes you have to laugh to keep from crying. I say that all the time. And that's where we are as far as Turkey and the Kurds and all that goes that for the first time, I don't know, since fucking 2016, it seems like we have... Both sides of the party lines basically saying, okay, this is a line for it's us. It's too much. This is too, too damn much. It's too much. Like, too get that fucker out of here. So there's a lot going on as part of it. It's moral obligation, national security, foreign policy. Just, it's all tumbleweed of shit on fire rolling down a hill, as oh we God. said last which, week. Which yeah. we realize actually does exist. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> One of Thank these days, you, Ray, I'll post a picture your, for y'all. <laughs> for your uh, research. I'm <laughs> doing work. Research. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this so, is my update. So we'll, we'll continue, because I have, no. so we'll keep everybody on that, as well as the MP Orange Man. <laughs> <laughs> we all know. But, I mean, to me, those are probably the big stories. That- and just for anyone wandering back there at home, there is no asshole of the week this week, because this is the asshole. All of these are assholes. The president... I mean, I know I've given it to him twice, but like this particular week, because there's so many lives at stake. He's just—it's just huge. (laughs) It is incontinent. And we—that's where. And I like—I'm not literally—I'm not giving anybody asshole because he—he has it. Yeah. And he is the reigning champ. I agree. Every day. All damn day. Every day he's asshole in. Every day. It's literally the same shit, different. All right. So on that note, there are oh, so wait, many wait. stories. So, so Ray, why don't you give us an update on like the three or four other news stories that we don't have we don't have time to spend on too much today, but like the headlines. Headlines. The headlines? Okay. Yeah. So this happened um, early this afternoon. Shepard Smith leaving Fox News. What? And just a little bit of info if you've been living under a bridge. Under a bridge. <laughs> under a rock. Um, Shepard Smith is one of Fox News' leading anchors. He's a frequent critic of President Trump, has been since like 2016. He abruptly stepped down for the network on Friday. He departed with little exp. He's been there 20 years, y'all. He, since 96? He started. He was with it. Uh-huh. When it first started, Launched. when it first launched, uh-huh. he said the decision to leave was his own, but he gave no resignation. He signed off with a brief statement, which surprised even his colleagues, and they said that that would be his last. That, last that would be his last one. You know what I thought was interesting, aside from the fact that he'd already kind of been fighting with his co-anchors mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. was that part of his goodbye was that he stated that as part of their agreement for them to let him go was that he would not be anchoring Now, we don't know so what So basically like a... Right. Yes. So I thought that was very mm. weird. I don't know what's going on there, but these last couple been fighting a lot. With so basically Fox has let the last somewhat reasonable Objective person. Go. Yes. Yeah. So now it's just all propaganda, 24-7, There's one other it's, person that is not quite as good as Shepard Smith was. Um, that, no, he's PBS. Um, somebody, an old... <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. Chad? 
Is there a chat? But, um, is there a chat on Fox he's, News? He's been or a little Connor. bit. I can't think of who it is. Bradley. Uh, he's been a little bit more of a, uh, a, a j- integrity. He's objective. Say, yes, a little bit more objective and more of a let. Let's try to keep. I can't. Um, think yeah, that's, I can't think of his name. That's really crazy. Yeah, and so, just I think honestly, I think probably at a breaking point. I think it's a combination yeah. of it. He was not going just sit there and let. And they pushed back. And did you hear what your president had to say about that? Mm-mm. He thought he it was just, because of his rating. Yeah, he's just bored now. Shit. Ratings, he, but the shit. things, the things that he says, like they're a matter of fact, which is like you know they're probably not true. Because yeah. he was like he had the lowest ratings of any show on Fox. I'm like, really? Is that true? I don't know. Not that I'm here to defend the guy, but. Where did you get these facts yeah. from? Anyway. Exactly. All right. Next story. Yeah, not the two o'clock in the morning, but right. Shepherd's show, which yeah. is at like five o'clock. Exactly. Oh, three. Or three. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So the next story is that um, the White House was informed of the arrest of two of Rudy Giuliani's associates on Wednesday night. It was Lev Parnas and Igor. Fr- these two men who were reported to be involved in helping Giuliani to try to dig up dirt on Joe Biden in Ukraine were arrested and charged with charge. Campaign finance violation. They're facing charges of federal. So I had a friend of mine that shared a photo and said it looks like the villains of Home Alone. Oh, oh my, my god! <laughs> well, and the crazy thing is, these two fellows have ties to North Texas because they gave money to none other than Pete Sessions. Surprise! A surprise! Dallas surprise! Area. Yep. You don't say. Do you mean that birds of a feather flock together, honey? Yeah. And Pete Sessions was one of the people who was very vocal about trying to get none other than discussed U.S. ambassador to Oh, Yovanovich. Is that the whole adoption, blah, blah, blah? No, no, no. He was trying to get the ambassador that we were talking about earlier. Oh, 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 okay. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, no. Tried to get her put out of her position. Yeah. Yep. That is, it is the season for justice. And as I always say, I am... Well, can we get this on a shirt? I am marinating in all of the like. Send okay, everybody to jail for a shirt. I don't but know, you know but what? That might be jail. good on a on a um an apron. Maybe send on everybody and their mama to jail. All right, and then our final yes. story of the day is the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals in a two-one ruling has decided this Friday morning. <laughs> That tax in relation to a he has to give up eight years of his records. Okay, run so, us our so shit, where does bitch. It go from there? So this was the first is the first time where it's a first major case where an appeals court has weighed in on the ongoing standoff between the House Trump. So Trump's lost all his challenges so far, and those have to be given over. So is he appealing the again? Because from my understanding, that he may. immediately filed an appeal today. Yeah, okay, that's what they were saying. So he may like, appeal it to yeah. the Supreme Court. Right. Well, so they were saying that they already filed that. That they're okay. they're in the process that they're ready to go. Okay. So when I took my notes, was <laughs> yeah. it's, it's been a fast news yes. day. Yeah. But so thirty they, minutes later, they filed yes. after you read that. Yes. But it is speculated that most courts, including the Supreme Court, previously have refused to curtail Congress's subpoena power. So the fact that Congress has tried to say um, it is probably do about it. It I would guess be very we'll, see. well. We'll see. It'll because be you know he's got It'll some friends on that on I that bench. He's got friends in high places and, uh, and low places. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm saying high in and low. Gor- Gorsuch. Gorsuch. And actually, come gonna pay the, the piper. We'll actually come through. We'll see if those hoes are the loyal. Constitution or or pay the piper. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. are they loyal to? Are those hoes loyal to the Constitution? No. Or mm-hmm. I, wouldn't, I, I I wouldn't bet my. I 
I wanted to read a quote from that judge that made the decision that I oh, thought yes. was so Please perfect. Um, because you guys know that throughout this whole president, they're a little wrong with you the love, military. You love reading. I, I'm so here yes. for it. The judge came back and said that um, and called the immunity claim repugnant to the nation's governmental structure and constitutional value. And then he said he could not square a vision of presidential immunity that would pray that would place the president above. That is, I guess that is constitutional speak for a bitch. You tried it. <laughs> Deny. <laughs> Deny. Bless your heart. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just, yeah. So we will definitely watch on that as well because that I I say follow the money. I've always said that. Man, when because it follows, it follows you all the way back to Russia. If there was, if there was nothing, think about this. No president has ever been this like, oh, resistant is the word of turning over something that presidents have been doing for like ever and right, a day since we had income tax. So that's why are you? If there is nothing, there's something there because if there oh, was, oh, you wouldn't have worked this hard. It's like Mishy. If you said, let me, Michelle, can I see your phone? I want to look in your photos. I'd be like, mm, maybe not. what do you want? Uh-huh. Brian was, well, I don't have those. Really? I, I, and I'm not saying I do have anything. I'm just saying if I don't I let you, you do. I probably do. <laughs> I probably do. But if I don't let you have that, then I don't want to. Nobody's doing this shit out of principle no. alone. Get the fuck no. out of here. Like, yeah. and it's something that we have required of presidents to do so that we know that their best interest is truly in guiding the nation and not in their pockets. Yes. And this president has given us every reason to know, one, by hiding his tax returns, that this nation is not his number one priority. This money is, though, and quite possibly getting himself out of whatever debt he by using the highest office in the land to do it. Yeah. It's very fucked up. He doesn't have as much money as he thinks he does, and the money that he does have is great. Yeah. Russian oligarchs. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So uh, we will... On Episode twenty-eight. On a high note. Ooh, you ready? Yes. Ray, 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 a wonderful, wonderful. It's local. It involves. It involves. Uh oh. And it Big involves. Mums. Is there a mom? <laughs> there are no moms mentioned. There are no moms mentioned. But it, so follow me. Let's go to Rockwall, Texas, y'all. Got no story. A quick-thinking high school cheerleader from Rockwall, Texas, jumped off the homecoming parade float to save a toddler from choking to death. Yes, I know this one. Yes, it made its rounds on social media, and I wanted to talk about it last week, and it got bumped for something else, but oh, I've been saving this. Tyra Winters is the young cheerleader who heard the little boy's mother yelling for help, and she decided to run. She said, I see the kid. I see a bright Red face and his mom's holding him up, begging for help, screaming, asking, someone help me, someone help me. My very first thought was, oh my God, I've got to help this child. Her kid is turning purple. So I immediately jumped off the float and I ran down to the kiddo and I said, I got him. So Winters gives the boy three vigorous back thrusts, which makes him spit out the piece choking. The mother and the two-year-old little boy named Clark school on October 1st to thank her for her heroic effort. This happened back on September 18th. Oh. 
and the mom said I would just happen to look over to him and there was no noise there was cough there was no coughing there was no breathing and at that moment that's when I tried to give him the Heimlich but I've never taken a class I feel so useless as a mother and that was the most terrifying thing and so Tyra Winters Young cheerleader. Oh my you god, Bay, honey. Well, yes, Good job. cheerleader by day, superhero by night. Exactly. She's like Buffy. And I saw, I saw the pictures of her too. She's gorgeous. Buffy so could be a supermodel. Yes. <laughs> I, like all the things. You go, girlfriend. First of all, when I see stories like that or hear stories, um, I think that yes, right, because I know how to do the Heimlich. Right, I've mm-hmm. taken food safety courses, blah blah blah, because right. the bars, all that, all that stuff. But, but would I really do it in the moment? I would choke. I think I would. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Michi. I I would. I would Hesitate. like to think yeah. that I would. Yeah. That I would immediately get up. Yeah. Um. I saw my ex do it, uh-huh. uh, or actually he did it. Uh-huh. Who actually just in the middle of like a family dinner or whatever was not talking, and he said, "Grab you know, do the the choking, the uh-huh. universal." Similar. Sign for choking uh-huh. is to put your hands over your throat. Your throat. And he, so he knew immediately, right? So I always wonder, so I, I revere people like that, that immediately. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I think that's something, I, I don't know one person, but yeah. I would hope that I would react like that. I, I hope so, so too. Her. I would say by our neighbor. <laughs> you do? Yeah. <laughs> I hope so too, Michigan. I mean, I've, d- I've done it for my kids. Like I've, I had my youngest, Jesus Christ, eat uh, a, mm. the wrapper from the uh, pill bottle, you know the one that wraps uh, around the bottle, eat it, and I literally shoved my whole hand down her. Uh huh. That was yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I don't know. I moved to Texas at the end of fourth grade, so somewhere between second grade and that, um, I was eating one of those Jolly Ranchers candies, not the little tiny ones you unwrap, but the remember when we used to oh, get the when long ones? Sticks? Yes, yes, the sticks. And so I broke off a piece, and uh-huh. the problem with that is that you can break off a piece that will block your windpipe. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. And um, we were outside on the porch, and luckily our neighbor noticed that I would. You know, I was. Thank oh, God for nosy neighbors. Uh-huh. We were all, I mean, we were while sitting out there, kids playing, and I'm just sitting there eating candy trying to kill myself. My mom's talking to his wife and whatnot. But everybody's and busy. Everybody's busy. And that's usually when kids die is because mm-hmm. everybody's busy and just slightly distracted, you know? For just two or three exactly. minutes. Exactly. Because that's all it well, takes without oxygen. That. Yeah. yeah. And um, he noticed it, came running over, and Heimlich. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. 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 Thank Good you, neighbor. Yeah. Yes. I love that. I love that day as a day. Thank you, Mr. Carly. <laughs> so I just have one question for you. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh my god! Is it? it is freaking ten forty nine, and OU still sucks. Is that what you want? Oh my god! I love you. <laughs> All right. With that, drunk delegates, <laughs> have a great night. OU still sucks. Hug them on. Stay tipsy. Stay tipsy, Woo. my friends. <laughs> look, you're gonna look like a jackass if they lose tomorrow. That's all I'm no, saying. I'm not. No, I'm not. No, not. Thanks for listening to Drunk Bitches in Politics. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at DBAPpod. If you have questions or suggestions, email us at drunkbpolitics at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. It's the best way to show your support and spread the word.